Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Babes Who Manifest podcast. I am your host, Luanza, aka The Gratitude Chick. Don't forget to follow me on all of my social media platforms at The Gratitude Chick, on Twitter, Gratitude underscore Chick, and on TikTok, Babes Who Manifest. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another reading of The Power of Your Subconscious Mind. As a reminder, I do read chapter by chapter, giving my own little commentary on what I am reading. You don't have to agree, but make sure you let me know what it is you don't agree with, and let's have a dialogue. Anyway, we are on chapter 10 Um, which my Kindle is telling me we are halfway through the book. So chapter 10 is entitled, Your Right to Be Rich. It is your right to be rich. You are here to lead the abundant life and be happy, radiant, and free. You should therefore have all the money you need to to lead a full, happy, and prosperous life. You are here to grow, expand, and unfold spiritually, mentally, and materially. You have the inalienable right to fully develop and express yourself along all lines. You should surround yourself with beauty and luxury. Why be satisfied with just enough to go around when you can enjoy the riches of your subconscious mind? In this chapter, you can learn to make friends with money and you should always have a surplus. Your desire to be rich is a desire for a fuller, happier, and more wonderful life. It is a cosmic urge. It is not only good, but very good. Money is a symbol. Money is a symbol of exchange. It means to you not only freedom from want, but beauty, luxury, abundance, and refinement and it's merely and it is merely a symbol of the economic health of the nation when your blood is circulating freely in your body you are healthy when money is circulating freely in your life you are economically healthy when people begin to hoard money to put it away in tin boxes and become charged with fear there is economic illness Money has taken many forms as a medium of exchange down through the centuries, such as salt, beads, and trinkets of various kinds. In early times, a man's wealth was determined by the number of sheep and oxen he had. Now we use currency and other negotiable instruments as it is more convenient to write a check than carry some sheep around with you to pay bills. How to walk the road. And and as we know, um, checks are almost obsolete in our time. But in his time, that is kind of what was, I guess, the normal way of negotiating or negotiable. I should say negotiating items instead of having money. Or in our day, we have credit cards. And now, cryptocurrency, they wrote checks. I don't even know when the last time I wrote a check. Like I have a checkbook in my purse and it, it is so old. Literally, it's it, it's seriously about 10 years old. How to walk the royal road to riches. Knowledge of the powers of your subconscious mind 
is the means to the royal road to riches of all kinds, spiritual, mental, or financial. The student of the laws of mind believes and knows definitely that regardless of economic situations, stock market market fluctuation, depression, strikes, war, other conditions or circumstances, he will always be amply supplied regardless of what form money takes. The reason for this is that he has conveyed the idea of wealth to his subconscious mind and it keeps him supplied wherever he may be. He has convinced himself in his in his mind that money is forever flowing freely in his life and that there is always a wonderful surplus. Should there be a financial collapse of government tomorrow and all the man's present holdings become valueless, as the German marks did after the First World War, World War, he would still attract money and be cared for regardless of the form the new currency took. Okay. Why you do not have more money. As you read this chapter, you are probably saying, I am worthy of a higher salary than I am receiving. I believe most people are inadequately compensated. I agree. One of the causes many people do not have more money is that they are silently silently, or openly condemning it. Okay, I can see that. But I also believe that uh, a reason that more people don't make more is because the executives want to hoard the majority of the profits for themselves. Um, there are CEOs making millions upon millions of dollars on the backs of those that are hourly employees. And that just not does, just does not sit well in my spirit. Because I, I just feel like the lower pay workers are the reasons why you're sitting up on your pedestal like a fat rat. They refer to money as filthy lucre, or the love of money is the root of all evil. I just talked about this in one of the recordings that I just made on uh, the 21 Days of uh, Thankfulness. Another reason they do not prosper is that they have a sneaky subconscious feeling that there is some virtue in poverty. It is a lot of Christians out there that for some reason think that there is virtue in poverty. And I am here to tell you, I am not one of those Christians. This subconscious pattern may be due to early childhood training, superstition, or it could be based on a false interpretation of scriptures. Literally, I just I just talked about all of this in day 20 of 21 days of thankfulness that I just recorded today. Money and a balanced life. One time a man said to me, I am broke. I do not like money. It is the root of all evil. These statements represent a confused, neurotic mind. (laughs) Love of money to the exclusion of everything else will cause you to become lopsided and unbalanced. You are here to use your power or, or authority wisely. Some men crave power, others crave money. If you set your heart on money exclusively and say money is all I want, I am going to give all my attention to amassing money, nothing else matters. You can get money and attain a fortune, but you have forgotten that you are here to lead a balanced life. You must also satisfy the hunger for peace of mind, harmony, love, joy, and perfect health. 
By making money your sole aim, you simply made a wrong choice. And what is so crazy is I literally just talked about this in um, day 20. And day 20 of 21 Days of Thankfulness is literally our relationship with money. And how when you are noticing the lack of money... It money itself has become your main focus because you are noticing the lack of it. It is so crazy. I literally just talked about this. Um, this is my third recording today, reading this book. I did episode 20 and 21 of 21 Days of Thankfulness and 20 literally talked about all of this. Um, by making money your sole aim, you simply made a wrong choice. You thought that You thought that was all you wanted, but you found after all your efforts that it was not only the money you needed. You also desired true expression of your hidden talents, true place in life, beauty, and the joy of contributing to the welfare and success of others. By learning the laws of your subconscious mind, you could have a million dollars or many millions if you wanted them and still have peace of mind, harmony, perfect health, and perfect expression. Poverty is a mental disease. I Mental disease is kind of harsh, but I do, whenever I hear people talk about being broke and all, you know, um, and all the negative things that I see and read on social media, I do say, tell people that they have a broke mindset. P- poverty is a mental disease. That's, that is extreme. <laughs> that is extreme. There is no virtue in poverty. It is a disease like any other mental disease. That is extreme. If you were physically ill, you would think there was something wrong with you. You would seek help and do something about the condition at once. Likewise, if you do not have money constantly circulating in your life, there is something radically wrong with you. Yikes. The urge of the life principle in you is toward growth, expansion, and the life more abundant. You are not here to live in a hovel, dress in rags, and go hungry. You should be happy, prosperous, and successful. Why you must never criticize money. Cleanse your mind of all weird and superstitious beliefs about money. This literally is coinciding with everything I just recorded today in in day 20. It's crazy. This is Literally, when he said in chapter nine about your subconscious and your conscious mind touching and agree, this is literally a touch and agree because I literally just said all of this in day 20. Wow, this is like tripping me out. Cleanse your mind of all weird and superstitious beliefs about money. Do not ever regard money as evil or filthy. If you do, you cause it to take wings and fly away from you. And one in the activity for day 20 is literally cleansing yourself of the negative connotations that you have about money. Literally. I think the, um, the affirmation that we use for that day is I am one with, I forget. I am one with a lot of money or something like that. I am one with a lot of money. It's something like that. It is crazy to me that I'm like, it's it's blowing my mind that without reading this chapter, I literally said all of this in day 20. 
it's just blowing my mind. If you do, you cause it to take wings and fly away from you. Remember that you lose what you condemn. Oof. You cannot attract what you criticize. Let me underline this. Remember that you lose what you condemn. You cannot attract what you criticize. Did did y'all get that word? Did y'all get it? Because so many Christians really do um, say that scripture wrong. The Bible says, for the love of money is the root of all evil. And even in this chapter, he said, he talks about money being, you know, your singular focus. You cannot have it your singular focus. And even in day 20, I talk about it being your singular focus because you're noticing the lack of it in your life. So it is not money is the root of all evil. The Bible says for the love of money is the root of all evil. And it's literally because you love money so much because you, you have noticed how much it has lacked in your life. It's, it's so deep. All right, back to reading. Getting the right attitude toward money. Here is a simple technique you may use to multiply money in your experience. Use the following statement several times a day. I like money. I love it. I use it wisely, constructively, and judiciously. Money is constantly circulating in my life. I release it with joy and it returns to me multiplied in a wonderful way. It is good and very good. Money flows to me in avalanches of abundance. I use it for good only, and I am grateful for my good and for the riches of my mind. Let me underline that. Un momento, por favor, please. How the scientific thinker looks at money. Suppose, for example, you found gold, silver, lead, copper, or iron in the ground. Would you pronounce these things evil? All evil comes from man's darkened understanding, from his ignorance, from his false interpretation of life, and from his misuse of his subconscious mind. Uranium, lead, or some other metal could have been used as a medium of exchange. We use paper bills, checks, nickel, and silver. Surely, these are not evil. Physicists and chemists know today that the only difference between one metal and another is the number and rate of motion of of electrons revolving around a central nucleus. They can now change one metal into another through a bombardment of the atoms in the powerful cyclotron. Gold under certain conditions becomes mercury. I believe that our modern scientists in the near future will be able to make gold, silver, and other metals synthetically in the chemical laboratory, which they do. Uh, Yeah, I'm sure many of you have gotten some fake gold pieces in the past. The cost may be prohibitive now, but it can be done. I cannot imagine any intelligent person seeing anything evil in electrons, neutrons, protons, and isotopes. The piece of paper in your pocket is is composed of atoms and molecules with their electrons and protons arranged differently. Their number and rate of motion are different. 
That is the only way the paper differs from the silver in your pocket. How to attract the money you need. Many years ago, I met a young boy in Australia who wanted to become a physician and surgeon, but he had no money. I explained to him how a seed deposited in the soil attracts to itself everything necessary for its unfolding and that all he had to do was take a lesson from the seed and deposit the required idea in his subconscious mind. For expenses this young, <clears throat> brilliant, for expenses this young, brilliant bee used to clean out doctor's offices, wash windows, and do odd repair jobs. He told me that every night as he went to sleep, he used to picture in his mind's eye a medical diploma on a wall with his name on it in big, bold letters. He used to clean and shine the framed diplomas in the medical building where he worked. It was not hard for him to engrave the image of a diploma in his mind and develop it there. Definite results followed as he persisted. Persistence is key, guys with his mental picture every night for about four months. The sequel of this story was very interesting. One of the doctors took a great liking to this young boy and after training him in the art of sterilizing instruments, giving hypodermic injections and other miscellaneous first aid work, he employed him as a technical assistant in his office. The doctor later sent him to medical school at his own expense. Today, this young man is a prominent medical doctor in Montreal, Canada. He discovered the law of attraction by using his subconscious mind the right way. He operated an age-old law which says, having seen the end, you have willed the means to the realization of the end. And what is that that old age law? The law of assumption. Having seen the end, you have willed the means to the realization of the end. So he didn't even realize that he's talking about the law of assumption right here in his book. The end in this case was to become a medical doctor. This young man was able to imagine, see, and feel the reality of being a doctor, or as Neville Goddard says, feel the feeling of the wish fulfilled. He lived with that idea, sustained it, nourished it, and loved it until through his imagination, it penetrated the layers of his subconscious mind and became a conviction, thereby attracting to him everything necessary for the fulfillment of his dream. Why some men do not get a raise in pay. If you are working in a large organization and you are silently thinking of and resenting the fact that you are underpaid, that you are not appreciated, and that you deserve more money and greater recognition, you are subconsciously severing your ties with that organization. You are setting a law in motion, and the superintendent or manager will say to you, we have to let you go. Actually, you dismissed yourself. The manager was simply the instrument through which your own negative mental state was confirmed. Now, this I can definitely attest to. When I was living in Chicago, how old was I? I would say I was maybe 29. I worked at a company in Lincolnshire, Illinois. And when I was there, I loved the company. It was really far away from my house because I lived east in Chicago, right on Lake Michigan. And Lincolnshire is a western suburb or northwestern suburb, northwestern suburb. And I had to drive like 45 minutes to an hour every day to get to work. So, but I still, you know, liked the job. It was really good and had a lot of perks. 
And I was actually, I actually came aboard as a temporary worker, but a lot of temp people became, you know, um, uh, full-time employees. And I, I'm always, you know, capable because I, I'm really just good at what anything that I do. I know this about myself. So I had no qualms at all about becoming full-time. I knew that I would be. However, I did not become full-time because of my own speaking. I trashed that job about the last month there. And I fell in with a, a chick there that she also tra- she trashed the job before then. I loved the job. I was happy for the job. I was thankful. I didn't miss a day. I missed one day because of a blizzard. Um, but that was it. After that, I never missed a day. I was always on time. Like, I loved that job. But then I started trash-talking the job with this one girl. And then the next thing you know, boom, job was gone. So you definitely can talk yourself out of a situation with your words. And I knew after I was let go, why? It wasn't... And it wasn't that I, you know, again, I wasn't fired. It was a temporary position with an end date. But a lot of people were being hired that were good. And I was good. And I was on the track to being hired. But I talked myself out of that job because I trashed it. And I knew once I was given my my last day that it was my fault that I no longer had this job. I knew then. And that was a huge lesson for me and why... I started using gratitude as a daily practice so that that did not happen to me again. Okay, uh, let me go back. Actually, you dismissed yourself. The manager was simply the instrument through which your own negative mental state was confirmed. It was an example of the law of action and reaction. The action was your thought and the reaction was the response of your subconscious mind. Facts. Because I impressed upon my my conscious mind that I really didn't want this job. And my subconscious mind went to work to make sure that I didn't get the job. Obstacles and impediments. And this is why I say that I am a powerful manifester. I just need for my my power to work as fast for my good as it does for my detriment. Right? Okay. Obstacles and impediments on the pathway to riches. I am sure you have heard men say that fellow has a racket. He is a racketeer. He is getting money dishonestly. He is a faker. I knew him when he had nothing. He is a crook, a thief, and a swindler. I have heard these things. And and I, I'm not going to lie to you. I do talk about him a lot, especially in chapter nine. I talked about him a lot. Jeff Bezos. Him making so much money, I automatically thought he is a crook. Well, how is he making this much money? <laughs> I won't go into that again. But like I said, I really was envious of that man. And I, every time I heard him, especially when he divorced his wife and had to give her like 60-something billion dollars. And then about a month or so later, he had already recouped those funds. I was so like outdone and disgusted. <laughs> Guys, it is no joke. Every time I even think about how pissed off I was at this man who 
I should really be looking up to because he built this huge conglomerate with his own two hands starting in a garage. You know what I mean? But for some reason, and and the the killing part is I pay for Prime annually. (laughs) I buy from Amazon like three or four times a week, but that does not stop me from, that did not stop me from being pissed off at this man from being a billionaire. Anyway, I won't go through all that again because I did all that yesterday. If you analyze the man who talks like that, you discover he is usually in want or suffering from financial or physical illness. Perhaps his former college friend went up the ladder of success and excelled him. Now he is bitter and envious of their progress. In many in many instances, this is the cause of his downfall thinking negatively of these classmates and condemning their wealth causes the wealth and prosperity he is paying for to vanish he is praying for to vanish and flee away he is condemning the thing he is praying for he is praying two ways on the one hand he is saying wealth is flowing to me now and in the next breath silently or audibly he is saying i resent that fellow's wealth so I, I got to get it together. <laughs> Always make it a special point to rejoice in the wealth of the other person. So I, I, I definitely have not gone down that rabbit hole with him again. And I have learned my lesson. And although I don't really know if it have affected me adversely, what I do know is I had such intense negative feelings towards him that had I continued on, it definitely would have. Protect your investments. If you are seeking wisdom regarding investments or if you are worried about your stocks or bonds, quietly claim infinite intelligence governs and watches over all my financial transaction and whatso- excuse me, whatsoever I do shall prosper. Do this frequently and you will find that your investments will be wise. Because, you know, I got all this cryptocurrency, so I'm going to have to say that. (laughs) So, let's see. Infinite intelligence governs and watches over all my financial transactions, and whatsoever I do shall prosper. So, um, I don't know. I say one. uh, Let's see. What is it that I say? By day and by night, I am prospered in all my ways. So I say that one, and I am whole, perfect, strong, powerful, loving, and harmonious and happy. Those two I say every day. So I, I'm not going to add this one in, but it is a good it is a good one to say. Do this frequently, and you will find that your investments will be wise. Moreover, you will be protected from loss, as you will be prompted to sell your securities or holdings before any loss accrues to you. You cannot get something for nothing. In large stores, the management employs store detectives to prevent people from stealing. They catch a number of people every day trying to get something for nothing. All such people are living in the mental atmosphere of lack and limitation and are stealing from themselves peace, harmony, faith, honesty, integrity, goodwill, and confidence. Furthermore, they are attracting to themselves all manner of loss, such as loss of character, prestige, social status, and peace of mind. These people lack faith in the source of supply and the understanding of how their mind works. If they would mentally call on the powers of their subconscious mind and claim that they are guided to their true expression, they would find work and constant supply. 
Then by honesty and integrity and perseverance, they will become a credit to themselves and to society at large. Your constant supply of money. Recognizing the powers of your subconscious mind and the creative power of your thought or mental image is the way to opulent freedom and constant supply. Accept the abundant life in your own mind. Your mental acceptance and expectancy of wealth has its own mathematics and mechanics of expression. As you enter into the mood of opulence, all things necessary for the abundant life will come to pass. Let this be your daily affirmation. Write it in your heart. I am one with the infinite riches of my subconscious mind. It is my right to be rich, happy, and successful. Money flows to me freely, copiously, and endlessly. I am forever conscious of my true worth. I give of my talents freely, and I am wonderfully blessed financially. It is wonderful. That is a long affirmation. <laughs> so that it was chapter 10. What did you guys think? Um, I really do love this book because I feel like it is definitely um, kind of touching and agreeing with the things that I have been learning about the law of assumption and the power of my subconscious mind. So I really, really do love this book. And I hope that you guys are getting something, not just from me reading it chapter by chapter, but also um, just simply, you know, because it's a good book. So thank you guys for listening to me read this chapter. I hope that you guys are getting something from it. Um, Don't forget to add gratitude as a daily practice in your life. I promise you, your life will change once you add the daily practice of gratitude. Um, Again, I just recorded the last episodes of the 21 Days of Gratitude. So if you haven't listened in, go start from day one. Go start from day one. Thank you guys so much and have a blessed day. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Babes Who Manifest podcast. I am your host, Lawanza, a.k.a. The Gratitude Chick. Don't forget to follow us on our new YouTube page at The Gratitude Chick. Make sure to click in our description box for a good deal on starting your own dropshipping business with Shopify.